0: Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. <laughs> <laughs> and we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at the real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine, Wine Wednesday. Wednesday! Cheers! Welcome back, and we are going to continue our To Be Continued. Here is part two of last week's episode.
1: I had taught, <laughs> talked to myself a lot about like apologizing to people and how I don't want to apologize to people for things that I'm gonna repeatedly do, you know? And none of us are perfect, but I want to acknowledge that my behaviors and emotions have effects on other people. Mm -hmm. So I remember in that moment thinking, like, when I realized I'd kind of acted a little weird the couple days before, that I wanted to text him and say, like, I'm sorry for being weird, and then I thought about it, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna have a luteal phase every 28 days for the rest of my life, so, like, I'm not gonna apologize for something that's happening again and again and again. Um, and so instead I, I texted him, thank you for being patient with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because if we're going to have a long-term relationship, he's going to have to continue to be patient with me. Um, because if he's not, then w- that's one of my boundaries. <laughs> I require patience. Um, cause I'm a, I'm a difficult person sometimes. And his response to me was patience is a part of love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, patience is love. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, of course, that's biblical, mm-hmm. but I don't know if that's really like that's not where it came from. It came from his heart to say no. That to I me. know, yeah. but oh, yeah. yeah, you know, but, it, but it's yeah. true because
2: mm-hmm. um, people who don't have patience, considering your abuser, yeah, he didn't have patience.
1: No, none. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if he
2: did, he would probably, you know, you know, obviously treated you differently and and behaved differently, and his yeah. his actions would have been different. um, but without patience, yeah, you can't can't get far in any relationship with your kids, yeah. with your friends. Yeah. You know, it's it's all about, you know, giving and taking in. But, you know, making sure it's even. Yeah. You yeah. don't want it to be unbalanced. Equitable. Yeah. Equitable. Yeah, That's, Equitable. That's a good word.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to even with my sister the other day, we were talking about relationships and how they're not always 50 50, mm-hmm. but there has to be an equitable equitable share in the wave of how the relationship goes that you know sometimes I may be giving 80 and mm-hmm. getting 20 yeah but then like six weeks later or somewhere in the natural progression of a relationship there should be a time for me to give 20 and get 80 mm-hmm. you know yeah. and it should even balance itself out mm-hmm. yeah
0: Wait, yeah. Amy, mm-hmm. don't you have like a paper mm-hmm. or a book or something on that?
3: I sent you a video. The video on Oh, it's a um, video. Yeah, it's a video on um Instagram okay. I had sent where there is a gal who's a speaker and she's like, you know, I basically will I'll come in every day and, you know, speak with my spouse and I'll say, "Hey, I've got 80% and, you know, things Ooh, will be I love okay." This. And then her partner, her husband, will come home, and he'll be like, "I have 20," and she'd be like, "Oh, well, I got your 80. Yet. We're covered." Mm-hmm. And so, and then she was saying how like if in another another day they come in and they both have like 20 percent, then they consciously consciously have to sit down have a discussion on how they're going to love each other until they can go back to the sharing. Well, who's sh- calling in sick? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I was like, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, you know, I, it it's one thing to to think it. We oftentimes think it. It's another thing to say to your partner, you know, you have 20%. I'll cover you. Mm-hmm. i got the rest of the house. I could do all the things. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully you're in the kind of relationship where they have your back when you're the 20 and they got it covered and then to physically sit down and have that conversation when you're both like at your lowest yeah you've got nothing to give yeah and they're like how can I respect you through this next few days how can you respect me through these next few days so we can get back to our typical kind of 80 20 or whatever mm-hmm. the percentage mm-hmm. is but yeah. to actually have that conversation is huge mm-hmm. versus just thinking or assuming uh-huh. your partner yeah yeah yeah
1: one of the discussions that I recently had with um my boyfriend was about like us being hyper independent people so my boyfriend hasn't really ever had a long di- or not a long distance we're long distance but he hasn't really had ever had a long-term relationship um I am the longest person that he's ever been with. We've been dating for about a year, a little over a year and um, no children, no previous marriage, anything like that. And so we come from these very different backgrounds Mm -hmm. and I know what I want based on what I've had Mm -hmm. and what I don't want. Um, And then also through therapy, really becoming in tune with who I am as a person for him since he's never had a long-term relationship before there's this like i i hear and have conversations with him about his anxieties as to like how a relationship if we do bring it together rather than continue to be long distance will affect his life and i hear is it like he said something like i'm really independent and like I wonder what it'll be like to be kind of on top of each other seven days a week. And I'm like, well, actually, the cool thing is, is that I'm really independent, too. And just because you share a home with somebody doesn't mean that you are actually on top of each other <laughs> yeah. seven days a week, 24 hours a day. But for him, he doesn't know that he doesn't yeah. like yeah. get it because he's never experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting to me to try and like um, reassure him about things that it's just like. You just don't know because you've never done it before. <laughs> you know. Um, but then also that's like part of my role. My role is to provide that reassurance and like and he gives it to me in other ways like, you know, when I'm pre menstrual, I wanna to be told I'm pretty a thousand times a day. And I will literally text him and be like, Do you think I'm pretty? I'm like, I know you're pretty. I'm like, Okay. okay I'm good now. And so it's like two hours later I'm I was like, gonna say an hour later, like, still oh pretty God. You're beautiful, babe. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Uh, We've stepped it up. Um, But so it's interesting, like, like even just the different reassurances people need Mm -hmm. because of their backgrounds and trying to be cognizant of like where sometimes you want to like, not that I ever want to roll my eyes at my boyfriend. He's adorable, but it's like, there are these moments where I just want to be like, no, it's, it'll literally be fine. And also we're not moving in together tomorrow. So like there's still time to (laughs) navigate this, but yet like, those actually aren't the things you should be worried about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you should be worried about is how frustrating your underwear on the floor in the corner are going to be <laughs> yeah. to me. That's yeah. the problem. <laughs> that <is> so <laughs> true. Oh my gosh. And. and
3: No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just
1: thinking as far as twerks go, we both hate laundry too. So I did say like it's going to be a total shit show to have two people that like will procrastinate laundry until the end of time. (laughs) Like if we live together, where is my laundry pile going to go? Because it lives on your side of the bed three weeks out of every month. (laughs) I think it's good to
3: have and talk about these, like, simple moments mm-hmm. in good relationships, especially coming from such a toxic past yeah. because it can seem all of the... It can seem childish and playful, but so necessary to bring that up because you weren't able to be a young adult. No, you were yes, absolutely. Dad. You had to all of a sudden whenever the extreme ownership took over Mm -hmm. whether that's when you were married or not there was an extreme ownership that took over you lost all of that Mm -hmm. and so now having to actually live these playful moments for me uh living the play playful moments were really hard because I it felt childish and babyish and I didn't and for some reason it was really insecure for me Mm -hmm. and so it just was so out of the norm and I tried to be playful in my uh, previous marriage and every single time so many people would be like they knew that we didn't get along and we were dysfunctional and such and my friends would be like oh if you just did this or if you just tried this and Mm -hmm. I tried all those things and they they never worked, and mm. those were already. I was already going out of my severe comfort mm. zone yeah. yes. to do those things. <laughs> so then, all of a sudden, now I'm out of that relationship, and I'm are, I'm trying all the things that I hear my friends talk about, or or women in the community talking about. And so I'm trying to put myself out there, and I felt really, really uncomfortable mm-hmm. doing those things, and they were simple sometimes they seemed meaningless but as time went on and then also finding i mean i met lots of guys dating that i had good dating relationships Mm -hmm. with but when i finally landed on brian i like felt like i could be myself i could start kind of trying these things Mm -hmm. uh, that made me feel so uncomfortable before and um it's, it's just nice to be with a person who either a can be like, maybe that's not for him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that playfulness isn't so much for him, but I, I need to do it. Cause I'm really good about communicating. Like I need to do this because I didn't have that before. Yeah. yeah. Like I've only been married twice. Take and advantage the of first the opportunity. the time was yeah. a shit show. <laughs> and now like I want to be different, do different and i also have all these triggers mm-hmm. from my past and i don't want to bring them into this relationship and so he's really good about accepting these things i have to try whether he's into it to or not do, yeah, yeah yeah and so i think it's really important i'm glad that you're like feeling comfortable and able yeah. to do these things because well, it, it's so important
1: and that like builds progressively like the more time i spend with him the more like I, I get silly mm-hmm. or weird or strange or insecure or whatever. And and then he just does the right thing every step of the way. And it's like, oh, security, that's security. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, the first time he came to visit me in the city, because um, he's a family friend and has been for many, many years. So I've been exposed to him for a very long time. He also has like a history with you know, uh, my ex and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So he's familiar um, mm-hmm. with my, my previous life or whatever. Um, but he'd never been on this side of the state to see me. And the first time he came over was to be a helpmate. I mean, I needed the Christmas tree decorated at my clinic and I needed some work done there and this and that. And so my stepmom and him, um, came over to do that together with me. Cause at that time I was only like a year ish out of my relationship and I was still, still just didn't have the energy to do things like get the Christmas tree up at mm-hmm. my clinic. Yeah. Um, and he came to help and my friends were also going to help And previously, I never allowed my, not allowed, I I was strategic in keeping my friends away from my ex, because inevitably, one of two things would happen. He would either try and sleep with them, which would somehow end the friendship, or... No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or he would um, decide he didn't like them, and then he would slowly erode my relationship Mm -hmm. with them by... Tricking me into believing that they wanted something from me or were taking advantage of me or something like that until I actually cut off the friendships on my own. I tell people like I wasn't allowed to have friends and it's it 's not like the guy doesn't ever say to you like you're not allowed to have friends mm-hmm. It's that if you go out with your friends when you come home, you get to fight for six hours, and your favorite toy gets broken or whatever and then you just realize it's just such a hassle Mm -hmm. to go out that you just stop going out and that's how you are coerced that's the coercive control aspect of the abuse into not having an identity anyway I was so anxious that he was going to embarrass me in front of my friends Mm -hmm. because my ex always did Mm
0: -hmm. yeah there was always a
1: blowout or he got too drunk or something like that yeah, so you're familiar. Uh, yeah, because they're all kind of the same. That's another thing about these abusive yeah. men is they're, they all use the same tactics. There's levels, there's very e- yeah. extremes Le- of abuse, yeah, but their tactics are all very similar. But anyway, so my stepmom saw that on me because for years she had watched me tighten up mm-hmm. to try and navigate my ex's emotions so that he wouldn't Freak out in front of people and embarrass me because I'm a professional. I'm a nurse practitioner. My friends are typically nurses, firefighters, doctors, something yep. of that nature. His friends are like drunk, alcoholic, homeless people. So, <laughs> Sorry, you know, I mean, but like real, like, or whatever. You know, I mean, most of them lived in our basement a time or two throughout our lives. But um, so you know, him embarrassing himself like that in front of his friends was a little different than him embarrassing himself like that in front of my friends. And so with my boyfriend, who has given me no indication ever that he would behave like that, my stepmom saw me just like very tightening up, trying to like navigate and direct conversation. And she takes me aside into another room and she says, he's not going to embarrass you. Mm. And I don't know if he if he listens, it's going to be funny because I've never told him this, but (laughs) she says he's not going to embarrass you. And I'm like, what? And she's like, I see you trying to like Mm -hmm. direct the conversation and protect your dignity. And you don't have to do that because he will just protect your dignity because he is a dignified person. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And then I just let it go. Mm -hmm. I like put my feet up and I decided I was going to have, like, I think I had a beer in the fridge and I decided I was going to have a beer and like really let it go. And my friends love him. My friends adore him. Mm -hmm. And he's so cute. Like when when (laughs) they're around, he like, he makes sure we all have a drink and he like, if we leave our garbage on the table, we're like playing cards or whatever, like halfway through the card games, he like picks up the garbage and like, you know, he just, and my friends will like watch him do that. And they'll make eye contact with me and they'll be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> do you need a phone charger? Like he anticipates everybody's needs. And we read the book, The Five Love Languages together, yes. like probably three yes. months into dating. I was like, let's do this. So, mm-hmm. um, we did that and we did their quizzes and we did their like card games and whatever you know, things that they had. And, um, I found out that my love language is acts of service. Like that is how I receive love. Mm-hmm. Like do things for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not huge on physical touch. Like I don't mind it, but I'm not big on it. Um, and I really like words of affirmation mm-hmm. and I don't remember what the other one was. Yeah. Probably it's the one that Corbin receives love. In. <laughs> but anyway, um, oh, quality time. Yes, yeah. it is. Oh, it is the I one think. he receives. Yeah. Love in. <laughs> but so, um, it was funny, though, because we did this whole like quiz thing and we were going through the answers together and I felt like every single one it was like, do you want me to work on your car? I'm like, yeah, I want you to work on my car. And it was like, do you want me to tell you you're special? Like, no, oh, baby, you better tell me I'm special all day, every day. And then it was like, do you like kisses? Don't kiss me. <laughs> and I'm like, I literally have chosen a man and told him that the way to my heart is to do labor for me. <laughs> tell me how great I am. Stay away from me. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't blink an eye. <laughs> and I'm like, boy, it feels like you're getting the short end of the stick. <laughs> um, but then I loved, because like what we were talking about with bandwidth earlier, yes. that when you've been through so much in your life, you, and then you get free, and you want to accomplish all these things because you're you're happy and you're free and you want to do all this stuff. But then you also like have to assess your bandwidth for two reasons: one, because we're getting older, <laughs> and two, because we actually need to put a lot of space into rest or whatever, okay. you know. So, um, so there's lots of reasons why your bandwidth may not be as big as you would hope that it would be, or as it was when you were younger, or before you experienced trauma, or before you hit your healing journey, or whatever. Um, and so. I was stoked when he told me that if somebody does things for him, it makes him uncomfortable Mm. and he doesn't like it. So acts of service are not his love language. So I don't have to do anything for him. Um, Quality time. And quality time for him is like he sits next to me on the couch while we both play on our phones (laughs) or read a book. (laughs) Just be together. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I mean, um, and he's not... We were actually talking the other day about how women will say things like, do you want to go on a walk with me? And it's like, that's not the question. The question is, will you go on a walk with me? Because Mm. the answer is, no, I don't want to go on a walk with you. But if you want to go on a walk, I want to be with you. Mm -hmm. So I'll go on that walk with you.
0: Ooh, I run into that problem with Ted all the
1: time. I need... To be careful about how I word yeah. things, yeah, because men are yeah. more literal with that language. Yes. And then, and then if they say no, no, I don't want to go on a walk with you. You're like, then, you then, don't I'm, a, want then I'm offended. To spend time yeah, with <laughs> <me."> <laughs> yes. and it's like, no, I want to spend time with you. Just you on that corner of the couch and me on this corner of the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's windy and walk. it's raining.
0: I don't want to go on a walk. Or there might be times that I'm like, I ask, even though maybe I really. Don't want him to come. I want to go on the walk by myself, but he's there, so I feel like it's the polite. So you want to hurt his feelings, too. yeah? Mm-hmm. And so then, if he does want to go, I'm like, shit.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: or it can yeah, go, Just it can, it does, it can go. listen to these I podcasts, just so you know. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. It can go bad either way, though. Totally. Then yeah, if he just says he doesn't want to go, then
1: yeah, my feelings are <laughs> hurt. So I'm screwed either way
0: <laughs> if I ask. I should just not ask. It also depends
1: on what time yeah. of your uh, time yes. of your cycle it is. How you're going to yeah. feel about those yeah. situations too. Well, when you're yeah. perimenopause, menopause, it is yeah. like oh uh, it's
2: like a, a like a, yeah, a never, you never you you cycle
1: by minute. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's it's rule. yeah, it's Russian <laughs> roulette. <full school. laughs> And there's all there's bullets in all of them except one. It's not the other way around. And all the bullets are infrared heat. (laughs) 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 Uh, but yeah, so like I I like to go things like I like to go to Christmas bazaars and I like to go to estate sales and I like to like shop around used bookstores and vintage clothes Mm -hmm. and things like that. And like, he doesn't like to do any of that, but he likes to be with me. Mm -hmm. So I Mm -hmm. can say things to him. Like I'm going Mm -hmm. to the Christmas bazaar today. Mm -hmm. Would you like to accompany me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he'll be like, yeah, I'll go with you. Or he won't go with Mm me. And I've learned to not be so codependent Mm -hmm. in feeling like if someone doesn't want to come with me, they don't want to be with me because that's not true. They just don't want to go to the Christmas bazaar. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that I like think works really, really well for our relationship is, um, you know, he wakes up every day at five 23 for work. <laughs> exactly. five twenty three. <laughs> he does. It's not five 15. It's not like, five 30. It's five twenty three. And I'm not typically <laughs> with him when he works. It's normally we're both our days off and we're together, but there have been times where I've been with him when he works and his alarm will go off at like 5.23 and then he rolls over and he snuggles me for two minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's like he counts in his head because it's always two minutes. <laughs>
0: it's all you get, uh, two yeah. minutes. But it's like, I'm like,
1: how, it's always exactly two minutes, how is this a thing? Um, but he, then he then gets up and like, oh, and then he like, He sets his clothes out the night before and he gets dressed in the dark and like whatever and leaves without disturbing me so that I can go back to sleep. And I am telling you, like, one of the things that used to drive me crazy about my ex is that if he had to get up earlier than me, which was rare, but if he did, he'd turn the music on and the lights and everything. And I'd be like, oh, he's kidding me. Well, that's how he was depriving you of sleep. Yes. So, but like, so that I'm like, I'm at your house. You have to get ready for work and you do all of this in the dark when like, whatever. Anyway. So it's one of the nice things that he That's does. That's really thoughtful. Yeah. But like he has this pattern and routine that he sticks with all the time. But then he works a very hard labor job. So it's very, very hard on his body. And by Friday, the man is just in pain. You know, he's yeah. and, and like tired. And he really needs to recover. And so on the weekends, he sleeps in. He typically sleeps 9 to 10. Um, and I always get up at like 6.30 in the morning and I go have my coffee and I'll go on a walk or I'll go to church by myself or I'll do whatever and another conversation we recently had was he was like I feel bad that since we see each other so infrequently because we're long distance that I don't like jump out of bed when you get out of bed and start my day alongside you because I don't want you to feel like I don't want to spend this limited amount of time we have together with each other and I'm like don't you dare get out of bed at 6.30 on the weekend. I know. I need my routine. Like, I, yeah. I want that three hours yeah. where I drink my coffee and I play on my social media yeah. and I go on my walk and I, like, I don't know, take a million selfies or whatever. <laughs> like, I don't need you sitting next to me judging me while I'm doing my thing. Like, yeah, let your body restore. Um, and so it's just, like, those are the things that you live in your head wondering Is he going to be offended if I don't ask him to go on the walk or, Mm -hmm. you know, like whatever. And then you can just talk about it and realize like, no, I'm not offended that you Mm -hmm. take care of your body and get some extra rest. And I also really enjoy my time by myself Mm -hmm. on the weekends. So, you know, makes you a good pair or us a good pair. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. I I get the same thing because my my boyfriend, um, I've been calling him Mr. Blue, but yeah, Mm -hmm. he is a bricklayer. So he is pretty heavy yeah heavy work and um so he gets he wakes up at I, i'm talking to him and he's in idaho right now working and i uh i said so what i so you're not starting work until seven thirty now that's great because when he's here it was like really early and before the time change and everything anyways he said well i still wake up at four i go, do <laughs> oh my god he goes okay 4.15 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's <Exactly>. wonderful okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad and I go what time he goes I leave by six like but he has his routine yeah and he likes to you know relax he doesn't want to be in a rush to leave uh-huh. and all uh-huh. that stuff and um but again I I mean we're very different as well so he likes to spend time we like to spend time together and and I've been more like I he's really smart and loves, like, documentaries and stuff. Yeah. So I'll watch a documentary with him, but uh-huh. sometimes I'm on my phone. But he has to yeah. massage my feet. Ah. Yes! You know, yes. Uh, yes! The
1: foot massage is, like, <laughs> it has to happen. I give hints. Like, I'm yeah, like, like oh, my
2: feet are cold. Yeah. i oh, put it underneath his leg. Just hold on like, to them oh. for a second. And he's like, okay, let me put a blanket. I'm like, oh, but, you know. Well, you could just That's squeeze them with your <laughs> hands. <laughs> you I'm such a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just, like... <laughs> I like, like second look. I, I love one. that you call
1: him Mr. Blue when I first started dating my guy I, I, I refer to him in two ways I called him my guy yeah because mm-hmm. I wasn't like fully ready to be like you're my boyfriend because boyfriend is like yeah. it was like special because I'd never really had a boyfriend I right. mean True. like yeah. the guy yeah. yeah like I never really had a boyfriend before I just kind of like was in a relationship with my ex mm-hmm. like never really taken on a date or anything like we didn't probably go on our first date until many years into our marriage um and so yeah, like I was like he's my guy, we're seeing each other, you know, mm-hmm. like whatevs. Um but so I referred to him as my guy or the cowboy. <laughs> oh. Because the first time anyone ever nice. saw him, do you remember that? The first time anyone ever saw him in a picture with me, he had a cowboy hat on and it was turned down and you couldn't see his face. Oh. And mm-hmm. it was actually really important to me to kind of like keep who it was a oh. secret because when I started dating him, oh, I yeah, was still ex
2: connections.
1: Yeah. Right. And um which my ex's fiance is connected to me as well. So like that's also a very interesting thing. But um he wasn't connected to my ex like independently. It, okay. was, it was through my family. Yeah. He knew who my ex was. But I also like my boyfriend is a diplomat. He's a kind person, he's non-confrontational, um and my ex is not like that. And although I do think that he's not like jealous um in in a romantic way anymore like I don't think my ex is jealous of me being in a relationship Mm -hmm. with someone else that ship has definitely sailed for both of us like neither of us have any romantic interest in each other in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. Um, but at that time I think that there might have been some kind of like who the f do you think you are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. little guy going Mm -hmm. after my you know ex-wife or or whatever I was still legally his wife at the time so I guess Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I just was like, I don't want to create a situation yeah. where there has to be conflict when there isn't. Um, and then I was informed a few months later that, um, my ex had discovered who I was dating. And at that point I was like, oh, okay, well we can just call him by name. But, mm-hmm. but forever I was just always like me and my cowboy, me and my cowboy. <laughs> and I mean, he's not a cowboy, but you know, <laughs> yeah. he took me out on my but first date. you call date him your road.
3: guy mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so like. It's so cute and kind of that old fashioned feel there. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean back in the day old fashioned, old tradition, whatever, had had <clears throat> has its placement and sometimes it's kind of quirky when you say anything's old fashioned mm-hmm. or whatever. But um I think it's a really cool sentiment.
1: Our little love story is pretty old fashioned in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I say it's like a hallmark movie and it's <laughs> it's pretty like so um The guy I'm dating actually uh, rents from my parents, and he has for many years. And um, he's just kind of been a fixture in my life. Mm. And when I first left, I spent a lot of time at my parents' house because I just did not trust myself alone. Like, I was very um, eager to try and repair things in my marriage when I knew, um, like, mentally, like, there is no repair there. But, like, my body was just so used to wanting to be in my home and and have things the way it was so um my counselor kept saying to me community 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 like Mm -hmm. you cannot be alone you need to be you need to find friends you need to make friends and you need to like have people around you who are safe people to just kind of like sit with or run things by or whatever so I spent a lot of time like I basically every weekend when I got off work I just went straight over to my parents house and he was there and so um you know, he was just like, I'd spend a lot of time talking to my mom or whatever, and he'd always make sure that I had like a full water. Or I remember one time um, he went to the store and I think he just kind of paid attention to the fact that I like certain candies. And when he came home from the store, he like threw a bag of Skittles at me and I was like, oh, hey, like, how'd you know? <laughs> um, and I remember, so then uh, we just kind of like were platonic. We were just buds, you know, and he'd sit on the deck with me and I'd, where 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 this happened to me and he like wouldn't do anything like romantic or flirtatious or anything it was just like advantage of the no no not at all like and I'm sure he partially in his head was like this woman is a mess so (laughs) um but we would hang and and talk about things that we valued and things that were important to us or whatever and um I remember one time before we started dating I like basically told him that I make the best shrimp tacos that there are on earth or whatever and he was like okay like I dare you to make me shrimp tacos and we'll see who makes the best tacos or whatever and so the next day I like made him a list and he goes to the grocery store and he buys all the things for me to make my best shrimp tacos ever and I make them and he eats them and tells me how great they are and then like when we started dating I found out that he hates shrimp oh my god (laughs) like hates it (laughs) And I'm like, are you kidding me, buddy? <laughs> yeah. Like the first thing I ever cooked for right. you. <laughs> but so um, then like a few times after that, I was visiting my family. And I remember I stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning talking to him. And all of a sudden out of nowhere, I was like, I like this guy, like <laughs> like romance, like this guy. And so I went to my mom the next day because he's my sister's best friend. And um, I just was like. Would would she be upset with me if I like went after her best friend and she started laughing. (laughs) She was like, no. And then she was like, but are you sure you like Corbin? (laughs) And I was like, I don't know. I think I do. Um, but then I just kind of backed off because I also realized like I'm not, I was not ready to be dating still. Like I, I for the first time ever, I'd felt romantic towards another person than, um, my former spouse but I was certainly not emotionally equipped to be in a relationship. I was still like not hung up on my ex in a romantic way, but hung up on the conflict Mm -hmm. with him. Um, So I just kind of let that go. And then I went to visit my parents for the rodeo and a bunch of my family had been there for the rodeo. They live in Pendleton for the Pendleton roundup. And they had been there the night before, and everybody was like kind of hungover or whatever. But I had just showed up in town, and so I wanted to go out partying. I was like, "Take me out drinking, take me out dancing." <laughs> nobody and I else, saying, wants, yeah, to nobody go else wants to go. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and my sister's like, "No, I'm not going to." And I'm like, "I hate you." And my dad's like, "Oh, like, I'll go if I have to, but I really don't want to go." And I'm like, "Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. And yeah. like, Can't wait to go out with you, Dad." Um. So my dad called my guy mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey, Nikki's here. Come get her and take her dancing." And, I mean, that man just, like, I was like, flash the bandit. Like, where did you come from? You are here, you know? He was like, on standby. <laughs> yeah. He was there so fast. And um, my mom was like, well, are you guys going to be drinking? And I was like, yeah, probably. So she offers to drive us down. Oh, my God. And pick us up. Oh, yeah, okay. right? I'm, I'm 37 <laughs> I, years old. It's a setup. And my mom is going to drive me <laughs> and my guy to the dance <laughs> And no okay. joke, it was a dance. Like, at, like oh. at the rodeo, they have this, Ooh, like, yeah. t- you have to buy tickets to go to the dance. Oh, my Um God. But you guys weren't dating. No. Okay. No, we were not dating.
0: I wonder if he always secretly liked you.
1: Kind of-ish. Like, okay. around the same time, I started yeah. liking yeah. him. So, okay. it wasn't, like, our whole lives he'd secretly liked okay. me. But around the same time, I started having a little crush on him. He started having a little okay, crush good. on me. The timing um, was the but same. The, yeah. yeah. And so, anyway, my mom drops us off down at The dance. The dance. Um, and the school dance, pretty much, it was at the convention center in a small town. Um, and we get in and like, he buys like drink tokens or whatever, you know, like he spends some money and, um, they had like some complications with like the rain and all these different things. And so they hadn't got the dance started and then they finally get the dance started and, um, we're out on the dance floor and I, like this is one of those like PTSD triggery moments, but mm-hmm. I, and this is something that I don't know even till this day if he knows like what happened, but um, I was on the dance floor with him and I kind of out of the corner of my eye saw this woman that was like, a, like stunningly gorgeous, the most gorgeous woman ever. And she was wearing the most beautiful red dress. And all I could think was if I was here with my ex, he would start flirting with her mm. because he, he would do that stuff in front of me all the time. And I got really hung up on like that. And then I just wasn't having a good time anymore. And my guy was like, are you good? And I was like, no, I actually, like, I don't really want to be here anymore. You know, I was like, I feel bad because you just spent all this money mm. on, like, drink tickets and things like that. But I don't really want to be here anymore. And he, he's like, well, can I do anything for you? And I was like, yeah, could you get me water? So I, like, go and I get, I'm, like, sitting and he's bringing me water. And this, like, drunk cowboy comes over and is like, dude, did you see that girl oh, in no. the red dress oh, on the no. dance floor? And my guy turns and looks at him and says, no, oh, I'm here with a woman. Mm. And I was like, oh, score. (laughs) I was like, hell yeah. Um, Nonetheless, I still wanted to leave. So we left and he he said, well, since it's not late and we're not drinking or whatever, like, do you want to just walk back um, to your parents? And I was like, yeah, sure. It's a nice night. Let's walk back. So along the way, he's like handing out his drink tokens. Like, are you guys going to the convention Mm. center? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, okay. well, here's some drink tokens and this and that. Um, And we get to this park. I think it's called Pioneer Park in Pendleton. And we get to this park. And we're walking through the park to get up to my parents' house when the sprinklers turn on. (laughs) 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 And I am wearing a white (laughs) t-shirt. No. (laughs) And he grabs my hand and starts like running me through the park in a Mm -hmm. way that avoids me getting wet. And make sure that I don't, like, trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, like, taking care of me. And then we get to the corner of the park, and there aren't sprinklers in this area, and there's a swing set. And he's like, you want to, like, swing? And and Maybe I asked. I don't know. Somehow we ended up on the swings. And we're swinging, and I looked over at him and made eye contact with him, and all I could think was, oh, shit, he's in love with me. (laughs) I was like, shit, 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 he's in love with me. (laughs) Um I love this story. Yeah, it's really cute. It is. And um, so anyway, we swing swing, and then a thunderstorm mm. breaks no. out. And I don't know if you've ever seen an Eastern Oregon thunderstorm, but the thunder and lightning is like exceptional. And it doesn't rain. It's just like and then you see all this crazy lightning. And it's still like a beautiful warm night. Hmm. And so we're walking back to my parents' house with this beautiful thunder and lightning, and it's really cute and sweet. And then we get there and we're sitting on the porch. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm tired, so I'm going like, go to bed. Um, well, you tucked me in. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, he was like, he At goes. At my parents' house. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, totally, <laughs> <laughs> I, totally. Right. So, this is hilarious. I'm like, so, I got to relive yeah. my childhood. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Like, Playful totally. stuff, like what dating's supposed to be like. Yeah. Um, and so we're sitting there, and he's like, are you sleeping on the couch? Because my parents had a full house. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, no, like, come up. He, he rents this um, studio up in like the upstairs of my parents' house. And he's like, you sleep in my bed. I'll sleep on the couch. Mm. And I was like, well, how big's your bed? (laughs) My parents can't hear. (laughs) And he was like, it's a king size bed. And like, still at this point, no holding hands, no kissing, no nothing. Other than that moment of eye contact on the swings, it was still kind of like, we're just buddies, dude. Chill. Mm -hmm. Um. And he's like, it's a king size bed, and I was like, we can both sleep in a king size bed. Like we're adults; it's not that big a deal. Um, and so, at first, in the beginning of the night, like he was like all the way on one end of his bed, and I was like all the way on the other end of his bed, and <laughs> backs to each other. And I was like, don't touch me, you creep. No, I'm not <laughs> right. Right. like you offered me your bed, but that's all you're getting. Um, <laughs> and in the middle of the night, I ended up having like a nightmare because at that time I was still having some pretty nasty um, night terrors. I ended up having a nightmare and I like woke up kind of gasping and he just like immediately just held you like wrapped his arms around Mm -hmm. me and he was like, you're safe. (laughs) Wow. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Like I'm safe. I felt Mm -hmm. safe. And I had not slept a full night uninterrupted without like extreme fear in such a very long Mm -hmm. time. And I just kind of cuddled up to him and I was out. Like it was Mm -hmm. like the first time I'd slept in, I don't know how long. And I remember when I woke up I like looked up at him and he was just kind of like looking oh at my, me like he was already yeah <laughs> watching you. Oh yeah, yeah. Somebody's How long have you been watching me? me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like yeah. 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 But so I was just like hey um and then I'm like, I got to go. I got to get back home. I have a life on the other side of the state, blah, blah, blah. And so literally, like, Cinderella, whose glass slipper falls off, I'm like, bye. (laughs) And, you know, I don't want my parents or my sister or anyone else to know that I was in his bed that night. And so I'm, like, sneaking down the stairs. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, no one can know. No one can know. Um, And I pack my stuff up really, really quick. And uh, my dad takes it out to my car because that's the other thing my dad treats me like a princess and that is one of the things I said to my guy when we started dating is I will not like tolerate being treated any less than the way my dad treats me like my door is opened every time I get into a car unless your hands are full of groceries or like something you know um I don't carry my own bags inside outside my car or whatever like I don't change my own oil I like if if my tires need to be pumped up like that's you um Mm -hmm. And, and I mean, I did that myself for so many years, but I, just, I don't do it anymore. So my dad gets all my bags to take out to the trunk. And right as my dad's getting the bags, my guy comes walking down the stairs and I like walked right up to him and I kissed him <gasps> in did? front of your dad. No, my dad was outside oh. putting my bags. So we were in like the oh, hall at my in, dad's oh, okay. house, but my dad was outside putting my bags in the car and I kissed him. And then I hear the door open. My dad's like about to walk right in. And I look down and I go, see you soon. And then run off. <laughs> <laughs> you tease. Yeah. Yes. And I left. And um, he that day had to like drive some stuff back to somewhere that was like, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours away for his mom. And he told me later that the whole way there, all he was thinking was, what does see you soon mean? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Like when, when soon. But he's also like intuitive because um, he didn't bother me. Like, I think he texted me something like, I hope you made it home safe. And I was like, yep, I'm safe. And that was that. Like, he wasn't like you know, um, hey. eager. Yeah. He yeah. wasn't eager or anything. And a couple days passed, like he gave you space to make gave it me come. space. Yeah. yeah. And, and as much as I couldn't stop thinking about him, I also think that if he'd been really forward and I'm sure he navigated this from what he'd learned from paying attention to me over the couple months that we were developing a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't very eager and he gave me space and a couple days went by and I could not stop thinking about him. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just text him. And so I like came up with this like thing in my head where I was like, okay, what's a good way that I can text him without seeming <laughs> like I want to be his girlfriend forever, ever, ever. <laughs> um, and so he's um, he's he's a good marksman. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I would like to learn how to shoot. And so I texted him and said, like, hey, I'm going to be in Pendleton in a couple weeks. And I was wondering, well, I was there if you might take me out shooting. And... Um, he texted me back about like, yeah, I was actually thinking the other day about a good weapon for you and did it and all this stuff. And like, it goes through this whole like thing of like, yes, let's do that. And this, that. And I just texted him back. I said, um, this is another one of his like patience as a part of love. One of the things he said, but I said, um, all I heard in that was that you've been thinking of me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then radio silence, like Ooh. It was like, I don't know, 60 seconds, but it felt like eternity. And he texts back, honestly, nonstop. Oh, (laughs) I love it. And I like, I, because I just had a conversation with my sister before I texted him being like, should I do it? She's like, just do it. Um, And so I sent her a screenshot of what he sent back and she replied, oh my God, he is not fucking around. (laughs) 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 And he wasn't. And yeah, he's just been so. I mean, that's like our cute little like start or whatever, but, a lot but of cute you needed like that. that. Mm-hmm. You needed
3: that kind of start yeah. after all that you've done. If it had just been like some ordinary, it's not like you would have dismissed it, mm-hmm. but you, but part of like that really cool hallmark kind yeah. of setup um, is to kind of shake everything that you had known about love, flirting, friendship, another male, and really shake it up in an entirely different way. Yeah.
1: And I also remember one time saying to him, like, I think we were, like, kissing or something, and I said, I'm not having sex with you. (laughs) (laughs) And he said, like, that's okay, but I'm enjoying. some. I don't remember his exact words, but he was basically like, I'm enjoying kissing you. Um, So, can we keep doing that? (laughs) Please don't take that away. (laughs) And I was like, Yeah. And then he was like, Just so you know, like, sex is not a priority for me. And that was another one of his little, like, one line. Like, there's things that he said to me when we first started dating that um, were like hook, line, and sinker. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Because if that's that's a great thing, that's not a priority to you because I have only had sex with one person Mm -hmm. for almost 22 years. Um, And so, like,
2: that must have been weird
1: yeah being intimate like and I remember I was I had talked with a friend who had also been um married for a very long time and then divorced but she was much further out than I was um she said yeah the first time I had sex um with someone else I thought that I was cheating like even though it'd been two years she's like I went home and I was like you filthy whore um And so I was kind of prepared for maybe some of those feelings. I also like, you know, when you're I think one of the things that a lot of women who are in abusive relationships will tell you is that you believe that you have really good sexual compatibility with your abuser because they use sex oftentimes um, as a way to like control. So it's like sex can be you can be deprived of sex to punish you. Um, but you can also be like given really thoughtful sex in order to let you know you've been doing a good job at mm-hmm. on your tasks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of times the only time that my abuser was not, um, the only times I could kind of let go of my responsibilities in my relationship was during intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so oftentimes we would have certain types of sex that were not really that appealing to me, but they still felt really appealing and felt really good because I was like free from those responsibilities of like checking in with him. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. part of his ego too, was that he wanted to know he was doing a good job yeah. intimately. Mm-hmm. So as long as I could convince him that he was doing a good job, mm-hmm. then I was safe mm-hmm. in the bedroom. Um, and so I was worried like, what do other guys like? Like, (sighs) what do I even like? Right. You know, when sex is so coercive in your long-term relationship and also like from a place of trauma, like I thought that I liked kind of sexually violent things. Um, You know, like I thought I was one of those women that like, like to be not like choked where you can't breathe, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. aggressive sex. I thought Mm -hmm. I really preferred aggressive sex because that was something that I got a lot. Um, and now in my new life, I'm like, yeah, no, I actually, I don't like those things. Mm -hmm. I don't like violence anywhere. Um, I'm, I'm like tender and slow and I like kindness and Mm -hmm. I finally actually understand what foreplay starts in the kitchen means, (laughs) just like like abs start in the kitchen, but it's like someone helping me do the dishes is absolutely a thousand percent more foreplay. (laughs) (laughs) than someone, mm-hmm. you know, doing sexual acts on me. Mm-hmm. Um so it was it was very, very strange to be intimate with a new person. Yeah. It it took a little while.
2: You're you're really lucky that you didn't have to do online dating. Oh
1: I my am God. So, yeah. Lucky. Yeah. Oh, so lucky. No kidding. I'm so lucky. I've heard the horror stories. <laughs> That's a good comment, Sophie. I've heard the horror stories and I actually say that all the time. I've never ever once been on an online dating app. Yeah. Which you're Don't you're not missing out. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I think of online dating apps, like what comes to my head is just like a person just sitting there being like, "Not good enough, not good enough, mm. not good enough." Mm, maybe you're good enough. Mm. Not good enough, not good enough. <laughs> en- you know, yeah. and it's like you are not shopping like you're like you're looking for a mate, but you're doing that in a like Amazon shopping cart. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah. you like when you want to buy. A new garlic chopper. (laughs) And you go to Amazon and you type in garlic chopper Mm -hmm. and there's 7,000 freaking garlic choppers. And some of them are going to take seven days to get to you. And some of them are going to take two days to get to you. And some of them are eight bucks or 12 bucks or whatever. And the reviews and all these things. And you probably, I feel like people nowadays actually spend more time selecting their garlic chopper From Amazon, Mm -hmm. than they do deciding whether or not they're gonna swipe right or left. Oh, God, yeah. Yep. And Uh, I'm like, 100%. There's no. I wish there was reviews. (laughs) Oh, that would. You're right. Someone needs to come up with that. I mean, I think you just had a million dollar idea right there, (laughs) like a billion dollar idea. Could you imagine? Add that to our repertoire. (laughs) Just remember, like, use the words allegedly because no one can sue you. So when you give your review, you're like, allegedly, this man. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Blew snot from his nostril in my kitchen sink and didn't rinse it out when he came over. <laughs> I mean, like, we all know who they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, like, so I just, I'm really glad I yeah. never had to be on a dating app because, yeah, Ugh yeah I'm sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry ladies <laughs>
0: well it's over yeah. it's over
1: <laughs> yeah I remember so my guy told me that he was on him like occasionally here and there and that he would just sometimes like look like his bud he was just like what should I put as my mm-hmm. thing and I can't remember what he said but he put something like I like white cheddar big popcorn bumps. or no. something like that no. and I I'm like gonna say,
2: like big books yeah I know I'm like, I like white cheddar <laughs>
1: popcorn. but I decided although I will likely never be on a dating app because Hey, cowboy, I expect you to marry me. <laughs> Aww, I love it. So I, I don't want to be on dating app. <laughs> um, anyway, so we'll, we'll have a petition. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Keep Nikki off dating app. But Keep I did Nikki. say
1: if I was ever on a dating app, I would never put my photograph. I would put absolutely nothing on it. And I would just put like 20 pictures of the food I cook. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and that is I'm, the way to a man's yes, heart. Right? <laughs> and I am an exceptional cook like I can, I can chef it up in the kitchen, but I can also cook or whatever. Like I can bake, I can do it all. And so I'm like, I think that I would get a lot of like suitors that were like, Oh, housewife. Like, okay. Yeah. I'll take it. So. Well,
2: then you put nurse in front of it. I know. Just I, know.
1: I know. I actually said to one of my colleagues the other day at my Christmas party, cause he was like, Oh, since the last time I saw you, you're like officially divorced, aren't you? And I was like, yeah. And then he was like, I just don't understand why anyone would ever give you up. And I was like, right. I'm like, I am. I could wipe your butt when you get old. Like dispense your medications. I'm an exceptional cook. I'm decent looking. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm well read. I'm funny. I'm not conceited at all. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I think about it and I'm like, I'm a catch. Yeah, Yeah,
0: your guy better hurry up and snag because listen, all these qualities (laughs) that you have. All of our male listeners are like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) No pressure, baby. No pressure. (laughs) But yeah, so
1: I don't know. I just like back to what we were talking about earlier. I got a good life.
2: Yeah. That's a good
1: one. That's good. Mm -hmm.
2: I was
0: really awesome to meet you it's so
2: awesome and, you know, to i meet hope you, you it was awesome i i, I think i agree
0: really good um so well spoken really good speaker and very heartfelt all the things um yeah. thank you thank you for so, being yeah. here yeah i actually have a question for you
3: since yeah. we do have people listening if yeah. there's if there's anything you could say mm or to kind of leave out the night, what would you say to the woman listening? Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Uh, One of the most powerful things that was ever said to me was, I don't care what you did. You didn't deserve it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I believe everything you've told Mm me. Mm. And if you are a victim of domestic violence, I promise you, I don't care what you did. And I believe you. And I don't care what skeletons are in your closet. You could come to me and tell me your deepest, darkest, and I am still gonna advocate for you. I am your sister. You are not alone. We are survivor sisters. None of us get out of this without each other. Um, So you are always welcome to reach out to me with absolutely no judgment, no matter what. And I promise you, I have my fair share of shame to share. Mm
0: that's awesome keep going keep going it gets better keep going it does get better Mm -hmm. bye bye see you see you no we'll talk at you next time (laughs) 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 Bye 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 bye
2: thanks everyone for listening today if you find yourself or a friend or a family member in need of some help regarding domestic violence here is the hotline www.thehotline.org. You can also call 1 800 799 7233 and the last four letters is actually safe. So 7233 or S A F E. You could also text the words START to 88788. Please be safe out there and take care of each other.
0: Bye. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us. And we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at the Real Exes Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at... R-X-O-P dot your story at gmail.com. Until next week.
3: Bye.
0: bye.